Alright, hello everybody. Welcome back to Dumbing It Down with Dave. Dave Canyon here, your host, your solo host. And yes, this is Dumbing It Down with Dave, episode 3, after Comedy Pipe. After the pipe. Um, We went down that drain, and it was great. And I want to give a big thank you. If you did listen to my show, I think it's episode 177 for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, but I did a podcast, episode 2, which was on the way to meeting Ethan Ullman at Panera Bread in, I don't know, Schenectady, New York, it's on the outskirts of Albany, New York, it's Niskayuna, I don't know where it was, but uh, we met at Panera Bread and he finalized my website, my Twitter, my Facebook, did a whole bunch of stuff. So thank you, Ethan Ullman. Um, EthanOlman.com Check him out He's got a very nice website And he is a fantastic human being And he is the king of Albany media um, And then I went to Schenectady Deep Schenectady Deep down Schenectady And did the Pipe Dream podcast On the Comedy Pipe Network With 3D Nick Who they refer to as Jefferson I'm not really clear on all that, but he goes by Jefferson, and it was uh, an old f- friend of mine, an old really acquaintance. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, we actually took a comedy class together, and uh, broke in at the same time. But then he disappeared for a long time, and that was Joe Green, funny man, very funny man, Joe Green. And uh, Ethan Allman was on the show, and myself, and I had a great time. I did a bit. I brought some. I brought a bit, um, which. I don't know if it went over as well as I hoped it would. Um, maybe I just, you know, I rehearsed it uh, by myself, obviously. Uh, you never know how people are going to react. But my bit was that I would offer these two guys, these two co-hosts, some money. If you didn't hear the show, I'll tell you what the bit was. I offered them, because they don't get paid. So I offered them $20, which I thought was a good amount of money to do this podcast. But... The condition was, if they took the $20, they didn't have to go home, but they couldn't stay in the studio. I was testing their their loyalty, and I was also curious how they felt about money, because a lot of comedians, which one of them, Jefferson is not, apparently. I did not know that. I thought he was a stand-up. Joe is. But a lot of comedians are broke, and they're very hungry for the money. So I was curious about their loyalty to 3D, Mike, who's the host and as far as I'm concerned, owner and all things, whatever, universal of Comedy Pipe Network, the Comedy Pipe Network, and Pipe Dream. So they didn't take the $20 each. They wanted to stay. And at that point, we were like 10 minutes into the show, um, so they could have taken the money, went home, and got paid $20 for 10 minutes. So they didn't want that. And that would have translated into $120 an hour. So they saw no value in that. They really enjoy the show. They like doing it for nothing. Okay, that's fine. Then I upped the ante to $40. And I... What was the second offer? The second offer was $40. Was that the same $40? Or did I raise it to $60? I think I raised it to $60. And I offered it to, again, those two guys. And I said, well, if I... The offer for twenty dollars is off the table for you each, but now I'm going to up the offer to sixty dollars, and I would give it to Mike. 
who really runs the show. It's it's his it's his it's his studio. It's his equipment. It's his basement. It's it's everything. He's got a kid upstairs, three year old in diapers, and my offer was to the two guys. Mike can have the sixty dollars, which we decided bought like about eight months of server time or whatever. But sixty dollars is sixty dollars. It's not hundreds of dollars. I wish I could have upped the ante even more, because kind of like Ted DiBiase back in the days of the WWF, maybe, maybe it was WWE, he said, everybody has a price. And I was kind of curious what these guys, what this guy's price was. I think that's a great question, even for me, even for you, for everybody. What's your price? What's your number? What buys you? What motivates you? Not just money, but what motivates you? What makes you go? What makes you not go? What stops you from going? Uh, so those are the things we like to discuss by myself here on Dumbing It Down with Dave. And by the way, you can check me out on Twitter, Done With Dave, Facebook, Done With Dave. My email is dumbingitdownwithdave at yahoo.com. So uh, I was curious about that. So even at $20 a piece, they didn't want to leave. We did the Final Jeopardy thing. We couldn't play the recording, apparently off the internet because Mike was afraid of getting in trouble apparently there was a previous situation where he got in trouble for playing something like I think the word is innocuous you'd think it would be so there you go <laughs> innocuous why am I using that word I don't really even know what that means I think I've heard it used in a sentence a million times so I just use the word innocuous I'm, I wonder if I'm pronouncing it right but you would think that using the Final Jeopardy theme it's on YouTube but Mike had a previous experience and he got in trouble. So we didn't use it. So we hummed the tune. But the guys were giving the answers before I even got the chance to hum the tune, which kind of took away the suspense. But anyway, they didn't take the $20. Then I offered $60 to Mike. And they, again, did not want the $20 each. And they didn't want Mike to have the $60, which I thought was... And they did well, They did admit how selfish it was. They wanted to stay, even though Mike would have benefited so then I had one last offer, and I offered Mike $80. $80. If, and he needed that $80, I could tell. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, there's no podcaster in the world, except for the biggies, that can't use $80. <coughs> what can you do with $80? Well, for a lot of us, that's groceries. For a lot of us, it's diapers. For a lot of us, that's a couple of oil changes. You know, um, I'm a little fortunate right now. I've crawled out of a huge hole. It took me 20 years to do it. So $80 now to me is still a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of money probably for the rest of my life. Uh, in comparison to thousands of dollars, of course, $80 doesn't seem so much. Um, but is it a drop in the bucket? I don't know. It's all different to everybody. So I proposed it to Mike. I know technology is expensive. It doesn't matter whether you're an audiophile, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a a, a videographer, whether you're just a a still photographer, whether you're a a painter on a canvas, whether you're a musician. $80 buys a lot of technology. Nowadays, you know, technology is still expensive, but a lot of things have gotten cheaper. Wires, cables, nuts, bolts, the whole deal. You understand. Uh... And I offered Mike $60. He could t- keep the money, but the con- under the condition 
no, I, I, I offered him sixty dollars, and under the condition those, you know, those two guys would have had to have left. They didn't want Mike to have the money. Then I got the offer one more time, the one last time. You know, three and out. That's the comedy rule, three and out. And um, I offered Mike eighty dollars. So I was just talking about eighty. It was actually sixty. Then I offered Mike eighty, and the condition was Mike had to send his two co-hosts home. They don't have to go home. No, send them out of the studio. And then uh, Nick uh, kind of uh, alleged, or Joe, one of them alleged that, it sounds like I don't want them in the studio. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Brutally. I didn't say nothing tonight, but I'm going to be brutally, uh, brutally honest in a couple of minutes. So, I offered Mike $80. Mike, here's $80 for you, cash. It's under the stipulation that you send these guys out of the studio. They don't have to go home, but they can't stay here. And I got to tell you, I think he thought about it. I saw him think about it. And it was good that he thought about it because it is something to think about. In the bigger picture, in the long-term scheme of things, that $80 could probably go pretty far. Even if it's just one thing that he buys, whatever it is, it's, it's an improvement. The show just improved $80 worth than the week before. And imagine if somehow, guest after guest came in and donated a a little something to the show. Listen, Mike could charge. He could just say, listen, you want to be on my show? I would love to have you on my show. I can't have you doing it for nothing. This cost me something. I'm doing you a service. Now, some people say, you know, Dave, that is the Jew in you. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's the Jew in me. I think that's the business sense in me. Think about that. Now, you go on uh, the Trump show, you know, Celebrity Apprentice or whatever. You know what? Vivica A. Fox, Gary Busey, all those, uh, uh, what's his name? The basketball player. Uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the guy. The guy with all the piercings. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, Dennis Rodman. A lot of these guys stand to benefit from television you know, from uh, from all that publicity. Uh, but they don't pay to be on the show, but they do give all of themselves for a very long time if you don't get, you know, voted off. So why do I mention the celebrities? Well, they don't have to pay to be on the show, but they do have to really out themselves. They really expose themselves. And that's the price you pay. And Celebrity Apprentice manipulates. They, you know, they put you in situations. They have the camera on you. And they have the microphone on you. And you're exposed. So you do give. But on this show, you know, we're talking about open micers. We're talking about people. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows most of these people. Even the great Ethan Ullman. The king of Albany media. A lot of people don't know who he is. Nobody really knows 3D. Nobody knows any of these guys. But a lot of the guests come and go. uh, They're getting some exposure. These are people who would not be doing podcasts otherwise. I, I might not be... I don't know who does podcasts, especially a live one at that. Uh, I know a few, and I might get on them. I might do them. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. But I felt obliged to uh, to bring a bit and to bring a little something with me. And I think all the guests on that show should, uh, if they can afford it. Obviously, if they can't afford it, of course not. But bring something. Bring yourself. Be present. Be funny. Be informative. Be compelling. And I tried to be all things today. 
because that's the way I do it. I try to go all out. Um, I uh, I try to uh, uh, no, I try to try to make a difference in the show. Anyway, so Mike thought about it, and I'm glad he thought about it because it is something to think about. And um, I think there's a part of him. I'm just taking a shot. There was a part of him that really did want to take that 80. He really did. He said some nice things. He, there was a loyalty factor. Apparently his co-hosts are loyal to him. And he's loyal to his co-host. Unfortunately, I couldn't up that ante anymore. Not with not with upsetting my apple cart. No, the loyalty of my wife to me and me to my wife. Uh, there's a reality. But had I been able to, I would have loved to have raised it a little bit more. We could play that game on and on. And you know something? I hate to be vulgar, but I've heard this game played before. Um, you know, how much would you suck or whatever? How, how you know, eat a, you know, when you're kids, you remember some kid would just eat a piece of gum off the floor for a dollar? You know, I used to work in Times Square, and there was a one-legged man. There was a one-legged man, and he would do backflips. I don't know if he's still there today. I used to drive a bus... Uh, for Adirondack Trailways in the Port Authority, Manhattan, 42nd Street, 8th Avenue. And there would be a guy, homeless, I mean, just sad, really sad, and I'm not making fun. But this guy would do one-legged backflips. And, he, you know, you give him a little money. He say, hey, man, how much you pay me to do a backflip? So get out of here. All right, I'll give you $5. I'll give you a dollar. And he would do it. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what his story was. I don't, I've never seen a one-legged backflip before. I'm pretty sure that's, you know, America's got talent worthy. But um, I don't know if it's on video. Somebody must have it. I don't know. But uh, people do things, you know. Hey, prostitutes do it all the time. Strippers do it all the time. Comedians do it. What would you do for a dollar? What would you do for $10? And comedians are funny. They'll still do, they'll, I know comedians that'll do the worst comedy shows for nothing. The worst, the worst clubs, the worst sound, the worst equipment. And they'll work with the dumbest people, the most unfunniest people. Uh, and so this was an interesting something, uh, a, a, uh, not a dilemma, this was a, a debate. And to see Mike's gears working. Now, the two guys, they answered pretty quickly. And that's okay. But I think we did have a conversation about it. Mike thought about it. I kind of think there was a part of him and he might never admit to it even on his deathbed and that's fine it's, it's no big revelation but think about all the things in your life how about this how about the people you have at your house for Thanksgiving or how about the parties you go to or the gifts you bought you really or the gifts you got I get these crappy gifts every year folks it's always a sweater it's always a shirt I don't know these people think I don't have clothing in my house and then my wife says you know Dave it's, it's the thought that counts I'm like Really? We're talking about, you know, bargain bin, $5 shirts and whatever, flannel shirts. I used to get flannel shirts and sweaters. I still get them. But the truth, the subtitle to this show, Dumbing It Down with Dave, is pragmatism. I used to say pragmatism, but that's, I don't think that's an actual word. I think we kind of found that out the other day. We're doing something for the website. Pragmatism, truth, Happiness and the search for it all. That is the subtitle for this show. Uh, maybe it'll last, maybe it won't. But 
I am interested in that. I'm in, I, I, I like being a pragmatist. I like being pragmatic. I like searching for the truth. I like happiness because I think truth brings you happiness because it sets you free. I don't like you. Dave, that sounds angry. No, it's truthful. I don't like your gift. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you sound. It's very easy to say the opposite. (laughs) I used to tell people when I hosted a comedy open mic, people, comedians would get off the stage. And it's been done to me, by the way. I know it's been done to me. Because who am I as a comedian? But people get off the stage. Oh, yeah, good job. How did I do, Dave? Oh, good job. (laughs) Sometimes I I couldn't even lie. I would say, well... How do you think you did? That was pretty much, that was pretty much, you know, I don't know why I'm revealing that secret, but hey, that's part of this podcast. I'm telling you the truth and that'll set me free. But next time I, if ever, I would ever to host an open mic again, or if I just happen to be somewhere, a comedian asks me, hey, how'd I do? <laughs> I guess if I, if they heard the show and I tell them, so how do you think you did? That's pretty much the tell all. That's pretty much it. I didn't. I didn't. Think, I didn't want. To, I don't want to lie to you and tell you, you did a good job, but I did a lot of that. And sometimes guys would ask me, Dave, really, and I look them in the eye and I listen to their voice, and uh, they wanted the truth. I say, you know, and I would give them the criticism. I don't think this. I don't, whatever it is. And sometimes I was right, and sometimes I was I was wrong. Sometimes I should have just kept my mouth shut because some things were just not. It wasn't. It wasn't appropriate for me to comment because I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I have a lot of people fooled, but I don't know what I'm talking about. I have my opinions, and what are they worth? But it's interesting also to have people react to my truth. That is also a very interesting facet of life. Their reaction. Some people bought into it. They bought into the, some knowledge that I knew anything about comedy. I don't know what I know. <laughs> I have no idea what I know. I know what I think I know. But there's no book. There's no rules. I mean, free and out? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a rule. Uh, when you're doing improv, you say yes and? Yeah, eh, that's a rule, I guess. You know. But what are we talking about? We're talking about Homeland Defense? We're talking about Homeland Security? We're, we're talking about, what are we talking about? Where are the rules? So when people would react to me in a positive manner, you know, they would say, oh, okay, thanks, man. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, and if people reacted to me in a negative manner, which really almost never happened, they go, really? You didn't like that? I go, nah, I didn't like that. <laughs> Maybe they would cut it from their set. Maybe they would tweak it and make it better. I don't know what they would do. I, don't, I, I really don't have no record of how these interactions went. But one of the things I brought tonight was some reality. I tried to bring a little information, which was the deal, Uh, compelling, which was the decision, and entertainment, which is the reaction and the conversation. Dave on ice. That's what I tried to bring tonight. Was I successful? I really don't know. Uh, I got two good good text reviews on on my phone. What do I know? What do I care? And that really sets you free. That's my truth now. And if I did stand-up comedy again, I think I'd be a little bit more courageous. I think I 
I'd be a little bit more outstanding or obtuse. I only know the word obtuse from the Shawshank Redemption when um, Andy, played by Tim Timothy Robbins, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins. It's Timothy Buttons, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Tim Robbins says to the warden, "Why are you being so obtuse?" So I've used it since then. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a math term. What's the opposite of obtuse? I don't remember. Less and more. That's all I remember. More than 90 degrees, I think, was obtuse. Less than 90 degrees was something else. I don't remember. I'm making this all up. So I try to bring it. Dave on ice. Informative, compelling, entertaining. And instead of me sitting there and not bringing anything, there would have been a good chance we talked about other things, which might have been good. And I would have had to interject. I would have, I don't know. It would have been maybe five guys sitting at a table all chiming in and I wanted to steer the show a little bit wanted to test the waters and gauge reactions feelings thoughts listen that could have went horribly bad it could have, and that would have been an interesting podcast used back in the day you would say good radio I don't know if we say that anymore no that would have been good podcast you know maybe one of the guys would have been upset maybe one of those guys that called me on Hey, I think this guy doesn't want us in the show. Well, I said I was going to talk about it. Well, here it goes. Um, I'm not a fan of these types of shows. I've been listening to the show, Pipe Dream. I've been watching it on YouTube. And these shows that tried... I'm not saying this show is trying to emulate the Howard Stern show. But these shows... With several personalities. Uh, listen, I grew up in New York. Every show has multiple personalities. You know, uh, the, the host, the jock, the spaz, the putz, the woman, the woman that this. Listen, folks, I I drive a truck. I've been all. I've lived in all different parts of this country: St. Louis, Los Angeles, Long Beach. I've been all over the. I've been all over the world. I mean, not everywhere in the world, but I've been all over the world. This type of radio with the female and the male and the female just laughing, you know, and the phrase that I coined, and I'm going to say something a little vulgar here, and I'm trying to keep this podcast clean, but I call them chuckle fucks. That's what I call them. Chuckle fucks. Uh, It's a vulgar term. (laughs) I could have came up with something better. Chuckle buddies? Doesn't matter. Now I feel bad for actually saying it because I don't even know if that's going to be a problem for Spreaker or iTunes or whatever. Because I want my podcast to be heard, I guess. What do I care? So I'm not a fan of these shows because it's hard to really gauge the authenticity, the integrity of the laughter. Because I've heard a lot of fake laughter. Now I just admitted to the host, Mike, uh, we just hung out after the show, and I admitted to Joe Green. That I'm not a good I'm not not that I'm not a good laugher, but I tend not to laugh at most comedians. And I don't I don't try, I don't hold back. If it's funny, I'm gonna laugh. But if there, there are guys that laugh way too much. Way too much. Um and who who am I to say? But once again, that's my feeling, and this is my show. Uh when I was a judge on a last comic standing show, not the one on TV, don't even think. I'm not even trying. No, it was Albany, last comic standing. And I was a judge. 
And I got a reputation, I guess. Somebody said it, whatever. I never said it. But somebody said, hey, you're like the Simon Cowell of this group. I had one guy on the right. I'm not going to mention his name. But most of you, so some of you might know who he is. Most of you won't. But he was a guy that laughed at everything. Everybody was funny. Oh, you're funny. You're funny, Pally. Everybody's funny. Well, I very rarely agreed with him. And then I had another guy on my left who would laugh sometimes. And, and sometimes he had different reactions. But I pretty much sat stone-faced. Pretty much comedian after comedian. Jaded. I guess that's the word. I, not because I'm a man of a certain age. And I grew up in the age of Carson and Rickles and the Dean Martin roasts. And, uh, you know, just so many comedians. Richard Pryor back in the day. Although, he's not my favorite like he is for a lot of people. You know, actually, uh, interestingly enough, I was a big Bill Cosby fan. And sometimes I'd be frustrated by Bill Cosby. But I liked, you know, I liked David Steinberg. I liked David Brenner. I'm hearing a lot of guys didn't like David Brenner. Um, I was a fan of the old guard. I came from the old guard. My whole life was the old guard. Um... So, when I hear these shows, like this one, and they got the two guys there, uh, Joe and uh, Jefferson, Mike, and they had a Yenta there for a while, uh, and then they had um, a guest, and there's just so much talking, and there's so much laughing, that it just grates on me. I just, uh, I, I sit there and I go, I don't know what's so funny. It's not always not funny. Like, hey, that's not funny. And it's not offensive. I just don't find it that funny. Not funny, worthy enough to me to laugh. So that's me. What can I tell you? That's who I am. That's who I am at 65 miles an hour. Almost at midnight. At 75, yeah, 75 miles an hour on the New York State Thruway. That's how, that's what time I'm recording this after the show. So... If those guys hear this, I want them to know, Jefferson and Joe, that it was a pleasure meeting you. I'm not going to lie. At this point, if I really felt the way I might have felt three hours ago or four hours ago, I tell you, listen, these guys are still chuckle fucks. I don't give a crap. They don't have to like me. They don't have to friend me on Facebook. We don't have to. We have to. We don't have to have any relationship whatsoever. We don't. Nobody does. I'm friends with who I'm friends with. And I'm not friends with 99% of the other people in the world. Is that not true for you? Because you might be friends with too many people. Or you might have too many acquaintances. And I bet you there are people who are thorn in your side. And you'd wish they wouldn't call you. And you wish you didn't have to talk to them. And you wish they wouldn't email you. You... You wish you wouldn't see him in the mall or at the street or at the Stewart's or, or at the Wawa or at the open mic. God, I wish this guy wouldn't come up and talk to me. Now, I know some of you think, geez, Dave, that's a lot of negativity tonight. Well, it's truth. Power to the truth. And it's okay if you don't like me. That really sets me free. My wife has a friend or an acquaintance slash friend. They've actually have hung out once or twice. I don't know if they've hung out together alone, but in the group of women they've hung out. And they see each other. We'd see each other on the streets of our town, you know, outside the movie theater. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And we'll talk. They would talk for five minutes. And then the other one would joke, 
all right, listen, I'm not going to call you. And my wife goes, yeah, I know. No, because once upon a time, they thought they would call each other, but it didn't work out. They never called each other. But every time they see each other, they like each other, and they have a conversation. But for whatever reason, they would never call each other and hang out. So that's that's pretty nice, and that's honest. That's refreshing. I'm not going to call you. Yeah, I know you're not. Because they're busy. She's busy. She's got her circle of friends, and she's just not really ready to put my wife in her circle of friends, and my wife never put her in her circle. Whatever, however it worked. At one time, my wife's circle of friends, I think, was two. You know, this woman and that woman. This one had a kid, and this one had a kid. Or this one had a couple of kids, so, and my wife had a kid. So it all just sort of works out. It just is okay. It's a little hard to to be the one that's not being accepted if you want to be accepted and it's also tough for me uh, back in the day a little bit more than now to be honest with somebody and say hey listen you know what eh, you know I we're not gonna we're not gonna do this <laughs> we're not gonna have this relationship um, but the truth is a beautiful thing and it's okay if you're not funny it's okay if you're not interesting to other people it's okay it's, it's all okay because it doesn't really matter so one of the things I like to say in life is when you're lying on your deathbed and you're counting the holes in the ceiling, what are your thoughts? And I have based a lot of my life recently as I've lost friends, I've lost acquaintances, I've gained acquaintances that I didn't want. Uh, I've uh, had Facebook friends and we had an interesting conversation. Myself, Joe and Mike at the end of the, and uh, and Jefferson at the end of the show uh, as we hung out in the shed up in behind the, the, the house there where we, we did the podcast and I'm not the only one that has this experience we're not really friends I've had I've have, I have posts that you can find on Facebook um, back in the day about friends I've had friends lie to me absolute lie to me on Facebook damaging bothersome hurtful I mean, I, I'm 52. I had a friend lie to me about, I don't know, two or three years ago. And uh, I went off Facebook for a while. And I found out I'm not the only one that deactivates his account. It's great. I love that. I thought I was the only nut job that would just deactivate his account and go quiet, go dark, as they say. But one of the guys tonight said, yeah, I've done it too a couple of times. And I'll go down for a couple of months. Um, I don't think Louis C.K. is on Facebook at all. Uh, he just realized he didn't need it. Well, that's Louis C.K. But I had a friend of mine that I've known ever since I was a little boy. I mean, his parents, my parents. I, I don't even want to get into it. I don't even care if he hears the show. I'm not going to mention his name. It doesn't matter. But he lied. I mean, he out and out lied to me. Is it possible I'm wrong that he didn't lie? It just appears that he lied? Okay, all right, whatever. It appears that he lied. But had I caught him in the middle of all of this, it would have been embarrassing because it would have been like, what? How, how, how is this happening? Right in front of me? It, it, it was, you know, how do I, am I, I'm being a little cryptic here, but I could have caught him. I, I really could have. I, I Oh, what's the difference? It's basically, I, if I had seen him in town, he was visiting my town. And if I was out and about, uh, he's, he, does, he lives like 100 miles to the south of me. And he was supposed to come visit me. And we were supposed to get together. The wives, the husbands, the whole deal. 
<laughs> and uh, he came to my town. And he never called me. He never alerted me via internet, via phone, via anything. Hey, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in your town. Let's get together, even for a cup of coffee. And then when I when he posted pictures of his visit, he posted pictures and he said, "Oh, I went to this town in upstate New York," and uh, I'm not mentioning my town because I'm not even sure if I'm ready to divulge where I live. It's probably on Facebook. Who cares? You know, whatever. I'm. I'm not sure where, how far I want to go with. I don't. I don't. What it doesn't matter. Wherever I live, I'm getting, if you're curious, go do your research. Hire a private detective. For all I care, it probably takes two seconds to find out where I live. And if it comes out where I live, then I'll start mentioning it. But you know, up in, maybe for a while, I'll, I'll just keep it keep it quiet. I'm not a download. What's the difference? It's small town, upstate USA. Small town, upstate New York. Imagine if I'm walking down the street and I saw him. And I said, "Hey, buddy." What are you doing here? You don't live here. You live 100 miles to the south. I haven't seen you in 30 years. 20 years, whatever it was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. remember I told you I was going to come up? Yeah. Well, I'm up. Okay. Well, you never called me. Um, you're in my backyard. So imagine... I think he went to one of the pizzerias in town. I'm not really sure. But imagine if I saw him. At the pizzeria. One time if I saw him in the street. Imagine if I saw him. We were supposed to go on a hike. Imagine if I went on a hike and I ran into him in the woods. And let's just call him Buddy. Hey, Buddy. <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember I told you I was going to come up? Yeah. I'm up. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you never you never did tell me you were coming up. You told me you were going to. But that was like eight months ago. And you told me you were gonna, we were going to get together. So... That's one of the friends I, I've lost, as far as I'm concerned. That, am I taking it too far? Am I being too angry? Nah, it's over with. I don't give a crap. I'm never going to see this guy again. I don't want to see this guy again. You know, is it? am I angry? Yeah. Whatever. How angry am I going to be? Every day am I angry? No. I don't care anymore. It's the truth. It set me free. I don't have to look at his Facebook posts anymore. I totally unfollowed him. Well, I've unfollowed almost all of you. Um, almost all of you. Really, a lot of you have nothing to say. You don't. I don't care. Uh, I don't care what you ate. I don't care. Who, I don't care about your kids. I don't. I barely know you anymore. You barely know me. Some people are really good about that. Oh, did you see that about Dave? Oh, that's good for you. I'm glad that you're interested in what I'm doing. I'm being very honest. I'm not really interested in what most of you do. Why should I be? I'm busy. Uh, you all do whatever you do. We all do it. Kids, ballet, piano, soccer, school, college, food, restaurants, movies, politics, oh, causes, freaking causes, whatever. ISIS, bombs, the weather, snow, ugh, whatever. Who cares? Well, Dave, that kind of explains why you don't have too many friends. Well, if you think about it, I do have some friends. And I like to think I have quality friends. I don't really know. But the people who call me out of the blue just to say hello. Uh, I learned a term tonight, by the way. Uh, I learned the term. You might have already known the term. But the term I learned today was life book. Which means... We're out here in the real world, in real life. 
And I appreciate those guys from Pipe Dreams uh, sharing with me that term. Life book. Here we are. We're out in life. Um, Facebook is not real. Uh, I have no intentions of doing anything on Facebook. I got all... I don't know how many notifications today based on my return. and I'm not going to answer any of them right now. I tell you that right now. I ain't, I ain't got the time, as they say. As we said on the show, I ain't got the time. If you don't call me out of the blue, and I don't call you out of the blue, I'm going to tell you I, that my criteria right now is we're not friends. We're not friends. We're not not friends. We're not enemies. We might not even be acquaintances. We have knowledge of each other's existence. And that's perfectly fine. This virtual community doesn't work for me anymore. I was hopeful years ago. I said, wow, I can't wait to see all these people. Uh, well, people kept me at a distance. And I'm like, okay. And then there were people that I kept at a distance. And that's okay, too. And, um, and there are people I did meet. I did meet. I did the, when I did a couple of shows at the Comedy Cellar. A friend of mine, Ira, came down to see me, and I got to tell you, I'm not sure really how good of friends we were in high school. But he wanted to come and see me. See me? Oh my God! He wanted to come down and see me. And it was a pleasure to see Ira. I'm being very honest. If I didn't have a good time seeing Ira, I would probably not mention his name because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But he would have known. I mean, Ira, big deal. His name is Ira. Hmm? It was nice to see Ira. Did he buy me a beer? I think I bought him a beer. I don't remember. And I would have liked to have stayed in touch with Ira, but I did not. I don't know what happened. The door was open. I was busy. He was busy. Maybe he comes out. He goes, (laughs) maybe he doesn't like me after all. Maybe he didn't think I was really that funny. (laughs) And that'll have an influence on a friendship. Ask a, a lot of comedians, if they're honest with you, a lot of comedians who think they're funny or are, in fact, funny don't like being friends with comedians that are not funny because comedians who are not funny they're looked upon as delusional and I, I've had that in my life when the guy thinks he's funny or she thinks he's funny she's funny and she's delusional I think she she or he's delusional I'm not going to be friends with that I can't I, it's just a weird thing for me especially if they're in a conversation and they do shtick don't do your shtick I don't want I don't want to hear your shtick um so I've touched on a lot of things tonight. I think I've been talking for way more than a half an hour. Of course, my eyes are horrible. I don't have my glasses on. Wow, 38 minutes and 39 seconds. Holy cow, that's a long time to be chatting away. But, um, well, I got the broadcaster package on Spreaker, so I can go pretty long. Um, but I'll end it pretty soon. Um, so what's the takeaway? The takeaway is this. Truth, Right? pragmatism, truth, happiness the search for it all and I think I hit on a lot of those things tonight I think we had a good podcast as far as the guys who I used to think were chuckle fucks well, maybe there is a category maybe they are I mean, they're entitled to laugh I sat with a lawyer a guy who's going to do my will my estate he was laughing like crazy I was I wasn't trying to be funny. He was making himself laugh. Um, I didn't find anything funny. <laughs> so I hope he never listens to this podcast. He might be—he might really screw up my will. Might leave all my money, you know, whatever I don't have. Might leave it to himself. He'll mess up my, my paperwork. But I've met people who just say things and laugh at themselves. I go, "Ooh, 
dude, what are you laughing at yourself for? So, I have issues, folks. But that's okay. So do you. We all have different issues. I listen. You listen to me and go, he's crazy. And I listen to you. And I'll say the same thing. I'll find something. I'll do something. You go, why would you do that? I go, people make fun of me because I'll drive a little bit of a distance to save a couple pennies on a gallon. I do that. I'll go to a Cumberland Farms five, ten miles out of my way just to save whatever. I've been doing this for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I know there's a lot of people that never give a thought about the money they spend on gas. Everybody's got their thing, man. It's cool. (laughs) It's cool. Everybody's got their thing. So, to Joe and to Jefferson, the truth, you might be in that category. But you do a good job. You did a good job tonight. I'm not going to like every episode of Pipe Dream. I'm not going to like my episode just because I was on it. I think there's this substance in what they do. I don't like every show. I don't like every show of everything. I don't like every Downton Abbey. I didn't like the last one, but that was the worst one. I don't like every comedian. I didn't like every every, every Carson show. I don't like every Rickles appearance. Um, I don't care that Full House is back with Fuller House. I don't like a lot of things, but I do like a lot of things. But it's easy to lie about what you like. People do it all the time. What's difficult is honesty, truth, and telling people what you don't like, what you, what you, what you don't care for. That's hard. And to do it with tact, I don't know. I try. Um, and I'm not always successful. And by the way, folks, when you're me and you look like me, and I've looked like this for a long time, and people react to you and say things to you. You know, they'll make a bald joke. They'll make a Jew joke. They'll make a fat joke. It's funny how people don't hold back. And people are not concerned about my feelings. So I don't feel so bad about the things I say. Because I do try to use tact. And I usually don't attack, attack until I've been attacked. I don't take a shot until I've been taken a shot at. Um, sounds personal, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, this is a personal show. I'm the one doing the talking. I'm trying to give you content. Trying to give you something to chew on. Dave, it's been 40 minutes. You're kind of a blowhard at this point. Well, you're the one listening. You don't have to listen to the entire show. You can fast forward. You can rewind. There's always the off button. I'm here for me. I'm driving home alone. I'm going to do a podcast. That's what I do. Dumbing it down. We're going to dumb it down. And you're my little dum-dums listening to the show. You have the power to not listen. You have the power to post your fake little whatever sensitive whatever posts on Facebook. God bless you. God bless you. You love doing it. God bless you. You love reading it. God bless you. You love responding to these posts. Comments on comments. ay 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 the threads. The threads we weave. Good luck and God bless. I'm going to deal with honesty. I'm going to deal with it. It's been dealt to me and I'm going to deal it back. I've had a lot of experiences, folks. I don't know what's going to come out in this podcast. I don't know what I'm going to divulge. I don't know what kind of growth I'm going to have. I don't know how many listeners I'm going to get. I don't know where this show is going. I don't know the schedule I'm going to keep. I don't know the 
I thought I was going to keep it down to a half an, half an hour. But you know what? Just like the open mics I used to host, I used to think a two-hour. Actually, that's what I was kind of taught. Two-hour comedy show, you're done. But guess what? Uh, the, the club that I worked at, the owners wanted me to go on as long as I could until they got the karaoke guy. Uh, then they wanted, you know, they, they, you know, they said, listen, keep the people in the club. 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock. We don't care. 8 o'clock to 1030. The longer they're in the club, the longer they might be buying beer. The longer they might be buying food. They were in it for the money. That's you know, People don't host open mics because they're in support of artists or comedians. A lot of clubs, a lot of bars, a lot of places have open mics to make money. And I was like, really? You want me to do a three-hour show? You want me to host a three-hour show? And by the way, they were paying me pretty good. So I didn't care. I, didn't, I wasn't trying to get out of there. In fact, I was never even brought up that maybe I'm trying to get out of there in two and a half hours so I can make more money. And I did have to go to work, by the way. Um, I, I had, I was, a, I'm a truck driver then. I was a truck, I'm a, I was a truck driver then. I'm a truck driver now. And after my open mic on a Saturday night, I would go drive a truck for 14 hours on a couple of hours of sleep. Not a smart move, but I was dedicated to my craft. Um, I should have been more dedicated to my job and my family, but I was kind of hoping for lightning in a bottle. That's another story, another day. Anyway, so I did a three-hour show, and the audience would leave <laughs> whenever they felt like it. It was it. It was no cover, no admission, no two-drink minimum, nothing. Come and go, sit, stand, leave, pee, smoke, whatever you want to do. So that's how this podcast is. Tune in, tune out. I don't care. I like talking to this phone. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I don't like the technical aspect of it. Thank God for Ethan. Ethan Ullman. EthanOlman.com. He helped me out tremendously. He's the king of Albany Media. So, Mike, thank you for having me on your show. Whoever listened, Vernon Payne, I know you listened. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for commenting. Um, I think my wife actually listened. She never sees me on any of these. She never listens. I don't even ask her to. And you might think, she's your wife? Yeah, I've done hundreds of shows. I think she's been to two. Two, yes. One of my first and one of my last, actually. Um, no, yeah, the last. One, I think the last stand-up I think she ever went to. And she enjoyed it. Very proud of me, she said. And tonight she sent me a text. Good job. Eh, well, that's what she's supposed to say. And I'll ask her the truth. And she'll have a criticism or comment. Well, I don't understand why you... Why did you have to curse? Well, why did you have to say penis or whatever it is I don't know what she's going to say who knows oh, I love the truth it doesn't matter it sets you free I don't care I'm bulletproof now that's what's great about accepting the truth it makes you bulletproof it doesn't hurt you can't get offended you can't be bothered friends not friends acquaintances not acquaintances you like me you don't like me you think I'm funny you don't think I'm funny you think I'm long winded you don't think I'm long winded some people think I can't talk enough I don't know who those people are but whatever you feel, feel free to let me know via Dumbing It Down with Dave. Dumbing It Down with Dave at Yahoo.com. You want to tweet me? Go ahead. I don't know if I'm ever going to see it. Uh, dumb with Dave. At Dumb with Dave. I don't even know how Twitter works. I've used it. I think I get lucky every time. At Dumb with Dave. Uh, Facebook, dumbing it, 
Is it done with Dave? I cre- we created a group today, a Facebook like page, not a group, Facebook like page. I don't know. Is it called Dumbing It Down with Dave or is it called Dumb with Dave? Whatever. Look for it. Comment. Let me know. Curious. What do I care? Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to give you suggestions of what to say. Positive or negative. I don't care. <laughs> but by the way, for those of you who think you're going to send me uh, something and say, Dave, were you talking about me? <laughs> Can I tell you something? The answer is going to be no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not you. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. No, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> but uh, what am I going to do? Well, maybe I will tell you the truth. What do I care? I'll die a lonely death. Me and my wife. Unless she goes first. Me and my dog. <laughs> if my wife goes, I'm going to replace her with a dog. <laughs> Just to be honest with you. I'm going to get a dog. No, I don't know if I get a dog. I, I don't walking a dog, a whole thing, whatever. Another thing to die on me. That's all I need. All right, that was it. That's about a thousand and five minutes. I can't even see. My eyes are so bad. It's like forty some odd minutes. All right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in to Dumbing It Down with Dave. This is going to be episode number three. If I if I if I know how to upload it, episode number three is in the books. I have seven episodes. I don't know if you will ever see the light of day. I have two or three alternate show number ones. At this point, I don't think it's necessary to air any of these episodes, but I'll give them a listen. <laughs> see if the see if they're tangible. Is that the word? Tangible? I don't think that's the word. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. I, I hope it makes you think. I hope you. I hope this show gives you something to sink your teeth into. Because I'm faking it all. I'm winging every bit of it. It's all crap. That was actually, and I have a, I have a. Uh, I can't end the show. Uh, I'm almost at the exit, so I gotta, sh- I gotta stop it. I, I can't go on forever. I have a thing. One of these days, I'll tell you all my alternate titles. But uh, whatever it is, I just said it's all crap. <laughs> that was, that was an original title. It is all crap. It's all crap. American Idol, The Voice, Fallon, Kimmel, podcast, uh, viral videos, The Weather Channel, <laughs> sixty minutes. I love sixty minutes. I don't love sixty minutes. It's all crap. Every bit of it. You know what's not crap? Lifebook. Uh, I hate to... I don't want to steal these guys' turn, but I don't know where it comes from. I heard it today for the first time. So enjoy your life, folks. Once again, dumbing it down with Dave at yahoo.com. Twitter, uh, dumb with Dave. Oh, really, buddy? You don't know how to drive? All right, I'm going. Um, I'm at an intersection. Somebody doesn't know what they're doing. Um... And, uh, you know, Facebook and all that good stuff. Where else am I going to show up? Instagram. I don't know. Thank you, folks. I appreciate it. Be great to hear from you. And then again, I could care less. Good day. Goodbye. Good night. And good luck. Cheers. Cheers.